Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily today, focusing on cornerbacks both in the draft and in free agency. Sam, you wrote the article over at PFF.com, the best available cornerbacks. And again, when we're looking at the offseason, it's important to do it through the lens of where are these players coming from. So if you are a team that needs cornerbacks, right now you're stacking the free agent board with the draft board and your draft position, and then also maybe keeping an eye on the trade market. So it's a great way to get a holistic view of the cornerback market. So let's do that right now. Sam, at a high level, how's it looking so far for those cornerback needy teams? Yeah, of which there are a lot, you know, when you're doing this. And that shouldn't be surprising to anybody that wide receiver, cornerback, these positions that are that you need a more than one of and b are really important in an ever more pass oriented league half the league requires a cornerback of some description right whether it's just a second guy or a third guy to round out an otherwise pretty decent group or whether it's you're the jets and you have no corners to speak of and you need like the entire cornerback room staffed out whatever it is most of the league needs corners and so i think that starts to stretch the the group a lot Free agency, there's not a lot. And what there is, I think we're going to see bits and pieces of that picked off before free agency even opens. You know, JC Jackson is the top guy on our free agent draft or free agent board at pff.com. He's the number six overall free agent. I just don't see that the New England Patriots can let JC Jackson hit the open market. So a guy like him is likely to get picked off. You might see someone like Carlton Davis. Um, get picked off before free agency as well. So it's not the best group in the world, and the guys that are there might not even make it as far as the marketplace, which is going to lead to some weird sort of decisions and contracts being handed out, I think, from the guys that do. Yeah, so many of these corners, I think, fit that bill of maybe number two type of corner. Casey Hayward, given his age, Darius Williams from the Rams, a little bit younger, but not a guy you're calling a true number one corner. Steven Nelson, Jarvarius Ward, DJ Reed, all those guys that that uh, round out our free agent list feel like number two type of outside options. Rasul Douglas might be the intriguing one, um, not even making our top 10 corners, not because he wasn't great last year, just because he only really has one good year of production. And Douglas could be worth a shot for, you know, to see if he could uh, replicate what he did this past year with the Packers, where he did have a career high in coverage grade, made a ton of plays on the ball, probably fits the zone scheme a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it to me, it's a the free agent class is more of a depth play this year as far as free agents go. Uh, what about what about trade candidates? I know you listed a couple here. Uh, if, if for teams looking to make a splash, maybe that's the route they're going to go. Other than the other than the draft. Yeah, the one other name though that's worth bringing up before we hit the trade candidates is Stefan Gilmore. Um, I think showed last season that he still got some gas in the tank when he he got back and got healthy and played a little bit for Carolina. Uh, Obviously, for the past few seasons before that, he had been maybe the preeminent cornerback in the NFL, the best guy, the the best man-to-man corner in the league as well. And he might be another one of these beneficiaries of age is changing, right? The, The age at which corners, which players, period, in the NFL drop off and stop being the guys they used to be is getting pushed further and further into the future. And Gilmore is a guy that I think the Patriots would have been right to get rid of. And now maybe there's a team out there, particularly with how weak this group is, that looks at Gilmore and says, you know what, we can get two more years of high-end play out of him and we need 
that number one corner and let's let's throw some money at Gilmore and see if he can still get it done at that level. So Gilmore, I think, is definitely an intriguing name still because of that. But there's a couple of um, trade candidates that I think are interesting. Brad Spielberger gave me these names. Jack Rabbit Jenkins from the Tennessee Titans and James Bradbury. Both those guys, proven quality uh, starters year on year. Bradbury in particular has been a number one corner and, and done it at a high level in the past. Both those guys, I think, are pretty interesting names. Yeah, especially, again, where uh, the Gilmore thing's interesting, yeah, because he he play, he still could play man better than anybody else probably in this class. And so maybe a select few teams are going to be looking at him. Um, and then beyond that top few, yeah, Bradbury, had he's had a nice couple years with the Giants. And, you know, we'll see, given that that rebuild, if, if he's a guy that they might want to move on from or, or keep as part of the new regime there. I want to get into the draft in a minute here as well but hoops fans we got we got another offer from our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA it's too good to pass up we're talking between the legs 360 windmill good winner winner chicken dinner how about that new customers can bet just one dollar on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win it's that simple a sportsbook isn't yet available in your state you can still take a shot at big payday everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy basketball contest and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 in any NBA team. Get $150 in free bets if they win. It's promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, as we get on to the draft prospects, right now on the PFF draft board, there are five... Six, really, potential cornerbacks in the top 32. Jalen Petre from from Baylor, probably more of a safety prospect, but could play that slot, nickel, zone type of corner role. Uh, And then there's a few all the way in the top, nine in the top 50. The prize, I think, is Derek Stingley because of uh, just the upside and the potential that he brings to the table. But my new guy, Trent McDuffie, man, love watching that guy. Number eight on the PFF draft board. Uh, But it's a decent quarterback class here at the top yeah it is and uh, a bunch of guys that fit various different body types as well which i think is both good and useful um for the nfl there's a lot of teams that have these weird physical size uh thresholds that a cornerback needs to fit in order to fit their system i think their teams generally are getting a little bit less a little bit less rigid about that stuff than they were in the past but you know a guy like mcduffie is somebody that has uh, size limitations relative to some of these other guys. There's also giant physical long corners like Sauce Gardner, you know, 6'3", I think, something like that, a uh, big, much longer type of body shape that that some teams are going to like. And, you know, Roger McCreary lower down as well. He's got these short little arms, didn't measure well at the uh, at the senior bowl, right? And, and he's another guy that there are going to be teams taking a look at and going – that's that's not the threshold we like. So I think it's a good thing that that there's a, a lot of different uh, shape and size type corners to, you know, if one team wants to take a guy off a board, there's another guy they're going to be high on. I think ultimately that probably pushes all of these players up a little bit because it, it's a case of which guy fits the, the relevant team and they don't need necessarily to all compete for the same guy. They can all target their individual uh the style corner that they like. Yeah. I mean, that that's the story every year, isn't it? With corners, there's, there's zone man corners, guys that could play in the slot. 
I look at Stingley as the guy that uh, should be the prize of the class. Of course, it comes with some question marks due to injuries and, and a drop-off in performance since his freshman year. But the payoff of if Derek Stingley hits, we're talking about a Jalen Ramsey caliber prospect here. I know some people, and again, I, I, I ever say this every year, the cornerback rankings are going to be all over the place because it is the hardest position to project. It's the hardest position to project whether you're using traits, whether you're using production. It's just a difficult position to really have a feel for how guys are going to play at the next level. So some teams are going to have Sauce Gardner maybe as their top as their top corner. Uh, McDuffie from Washington, who I mentioned, just moves. His movement skills are as good as I've seen from a prospect in recent years. And I think the way he plays zone, flies to the football, teams are going to covet him as well. Uh, and then you mentioned McCreary. That guy went head-to-head with some of the top receivers in the SEC. 89.9 PFF grade last year, number two among all corners. I don't know what you do with the short arms, man. We've seen a few other short-armed corners. I know it's rare, and teams like to eliminate guys just so they don't deal with outliers, but somebody's going to get a steal in McCreary because the guy just knows how to cover, and he's battle-tested in the SEC. Yeah, and you know there have been corners in recent years that 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 have got that term as well, battle tested, but they haven't necessarily done it in the SEC, which is significant, right? When you start looking at all these receivers that have come out uh, from that conference, it's a pretty decent row of guys that are legit and that you know are tearing up the NFL, let alone the college landscape. So for him to go up against those types of receivers and have success is, I think, a lot more significant than. The, the players that are have been battle-tested, quote-unquote, but done it in different conferences and, and not necessarily up to the same kind of standard. The one other sleeper I'm going to throw in there based off the Senior Bowl and just ridiculous measurables, Tariq Woolen from UTSA just made a huge jump up the PFF draft board, but the production's not there, but 6'3", 6'4", with crazy Tyreek Hill-esque speed based off the timings at the Senior Bowl, so... Some people are going to fall in love with the measurables in Tariq Woolen. So it's a cornerback class that has a little bit of depth, maybe lacking the star power in free agency, not lacking stars in Derek Stingley in the draft. It's the PFF NFL Daily.